BS Free Witchcraft is a production of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Nerd and Tie produces podcasts ranging from actual play to true crime, and you can find more at nerdandtie.com or join our Discord by going to nerdandtie.com slash Discord. Welcome to BS Free Witchcraft, your monthly guide to the modern witchcraft movement. Mine's a lot of the usual, well, bullshit. I'm your host, Trey Dorn, and it is July of 2023, which means it is time for our annual listener questions episode that's that's what we feedback episode q a episode i am fairly inconsistent on what we call this episode but either way this is the the time of year where i collect a bunch of questions that you guys have submitted to me over the past year and uh i pick out a few that i think might be really fun to answer on the podcast i i don't answer all of them i just kind of hack it down <laughs> and uh we go with what we got um we go with the best ones um if you submitted a question and i don't answer it please don't take it as a judgment it's just that i maybe it was too similar to something we've answered before or maybe um i didn't think i could do it justice within this setting i don't know don't think too hard about it <laughs> um it is early in the morning for me recording this. Normally I record these in like the afternoon, but right now it's like 7.15 in the morning and I am still waking up. I've been up for less than a half an hour um, because uh, by the time the public sees this, I will be on my way home, but I'm about to go leave to go sit on a lake for a week and I am in the middle of packing. Hmm. Anyways, so... Without further ado, uh, let's uh, let's get to your questions. Maybe, maybe actually your questions. Like every year, I um, I anonymize these because I never know how much people want to be public with who they are. So, yeah. If you've never listened to one of our uh, listener question episodes before, it's really simple. I read the question. I answer the question and then go to the next question it's not hard <laughs> and i'm a little bit more loopy than normal when recording this right now so hopefully this doesn't turn into an incoherent mess of bizarreness that is unfit for human ears to listen to and hopefully you find this uh, kind of ramble charming and not at all irritating I'm afraid you find it irritating. This is also the first year I've recorded one of these with the camera on, so we're going to see how well that turns out. This may just be a video of me sitting in a room talking, and I apologize ahead of time for not having interesting visuals popping up. But I am in a hurry, and have no idea how much time I'll have to do the edit. All right. Let's dive into the stuff you guys asked. Uh, here we go. Uh, subject, personal practice from our first listener. Hey, Trey, I hope you're doing well. I'm a big fan of the pod. Uh, I have a burning question that could not wait. I always thought each witch's practice was their own for the most part and that they could make up their own rules. But lately on Witch Talk, I know, roll your eyes, I've been seeing people say you have to do X or... Don't do this when X. 
I know there are constants like what is and isn't cultural appropriation, tarot card meetings, meanings, correspondences, and such, but where do you draw the line? How do you know if it's okay to say this person should be saying, in my practice I do this instead of proclaiming it as law? Thanks. Yeah, this attitude definitely exists. Um, this is a hard question because it's all going to come from point of view. There are people who firmly believe that witchcraft has rules. And to be fair, there are forms of witchcraft that have rules, right? Like, um, I often argue that people need to ask where certain things, like, you say, th uh, some some of the things you say are constants, like what, cultural appropriation is obviously, like, a, an issue, like, that becomes an issue with, with witchcraft because of things from outside of like like real like normal stuff <laughs> like being respectful to another person is not an inherent witchcraft uh thing that's just an inherent life thing right um some will argue that we shouldn't culturally appropriate because there may be some metaphysical backlash but i say we just shouldn't culturally appropriate because it's a dick move right so but that's uh, when it comes to tarot card meetings and correspondences, are those constants? Uh, tarot cards are a playing card deck that got turned into cardomancy, and arguably those meanings are completely ascribed by the reader, right? Like, they, they have to come from the reader because they weren't... Those cards cards weren't originally created to have those meanings so um any meaning that you map so tarot card meetings actually i argue come from the person reading the deck um but that's you know maybe another topic um but also so where do you draw the line and so okay There are two things going on here. First off, like, so rules in witchcraft should apply when you're talking about, like, this is X kind of witchcraft. The general term of witchcraft, though, it's an umbrella label, so it encompasses all practices, whether they agree with each other or not. And I think that's an important thing to keep in mind, is that not everybody who functions under every metaphysical model agrees with everyone else. So I don't want to say, like, I don't want to sit here saying, like, witchcraft has no rules, um, because there are forms of witchcraft that have rules. It's that we have to remember, like, what we have to avoid doing is declaring our own practice as, like, the be-all, end-all of the entire category of witchcraft. So you're right, they are wrong to do that, at which, like, witches shouldn't, because witch, that is a broad general term, it's like, saying humans don't do x or you know i don't ever want to say like the rules are arbitrary or made up because they are someone's they're the metaphysical model that someone is operating under and we're not all going to agree on why things work how things work what means what why it does that and that all really does come to a personal philosophy and there are very conflicting ideas within witchcraft I don't tend to always express mine in this show 
because um, I don't always think it's going to be helpful, right? I believe that magic works for a certain reason. It works a certain way. And that does contradict the understanding of magic that some other witches have. And it's fine for me to think I'm right and they're wrong, right? Like, in my head, like, you know. But I also acknowledge I have no proof that I am right and they are wrong beyond what they have to prove that they're right and I'm wrong. So that's why, like, that's why it's dumb, right? It's like, is, are we all right? Probably not. <laughs> but, but if you can't, no, for sure. It's like any conversations between like any kind of interfaith discussion, right? Like I know that like not all witchcraft is religious, but I'm using this as a metaphor, not a uh, literal correlation, right? Um, when you have, you can have two people with fundamentally different religious beliefs get along and talk to each other, and they don't like believe each other's thing, right? Like. Uh, a a Buddhist and a Jewish person can sit down and have a be nice and have a pleasant conversation and enjoy each other without um without necessarily like thinking that the other one's uh, metaphysical you know concepts are correct uh, because what we're agreeing is what, what, what you can get along with anyone who isn't hurting other people, right? Like if your beliefs don't hurt people, it's fine. And that's how people need to talk about like, that's how we, that's how the witchcraft community needs to function, right? Like we all believe we can do magic. We all believe in spells. We all believe in this stuff, but we're not always going to fundamentally agree on why it's working, how it's working and what does what. And uh, you shouldn't be making declarative rules over other people's practices and telling them what to do, because then you just sound like, uh, you know, the guy you don't want to invite to that interfaith discussion, the, uh, you know, evangelical conversionist who wants to tell, make everyone else think that their religion is wrong and that his is right. Right. You don't want that guy at the table. And that's that's what a lot of these uh, people who make these declarative statements, I don't think they understand that that's what they sound like when they talk over other witches and they say, like, that what you're doing is wrong and blah, 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 blah. I think it's okay to have ethical and moral discussions about witchcraft where we talk about things as a community, obviously. But, yeah, no, um... Yeah, you're right. The the person saying that on TikTok is a jackass. Fuck them. <laughs> That's yeah. The, you you should say in my practice I do this or like I do this as like a part of being a this. You know, not a don't make your personal form of witchcraft the version of witchcraft you follow is not the version done by everyone who is a witch. The movement is a large umbrella. It's a big tent with a lot of shit under it. So uh, get over yourself. That's the entire statement. Just get over yourself. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the next one. Um, I've already kind of answered this one partially on Tumblr, but we're going to 
take it to the podcast because I read this question and I was like, ooh, this is this is fun. Hey, Trey, I have a question for you. Background. A couple of days ago, I met a spiritual dude who was interested in witchcraft and Wicca. We, and we had an interesting conversation that led down a rabbit hole. I'm not a Wiccan, but a pagan folk witch. When I explained this, he went, I didn't know there was a difference, so I was tasked to explain this to him, and it was surprisingly hard. It became a Wiccans usually follow a god and goddess, but not everyone. They usually follow the Wiccan read, but not everyone, yada, yada, yada. This got me thinking, how would someone like yourself, being a Wiccan that is, delineate between Wicca and other forms of pagan witchcraft? And I wanted to answer this one because it's it's an interesting question. So obviously, you know, there's a big difference between, you know, a secular witch and a Wiccan, you know. But the difference between um, other forms of quote-unquote pagan witchcraft and Wicca. So I think that when it comes down to talking about, like, Wicca and what is what makes something Wicca, what makes something Wiccan... Um, it's always a balance between a couple of things. There is the concept of uh, orthodoxy versus orthopraxy, right? What makes something... Um, most 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 people who grew up in the U.S. are used to the concept of orthodoxic religions, right? Because, like, because that's where, like, Christianity, where funda- fundamentally Christians are considered Christians because of what they believe, right? Not necessarily the rituals they follow it is like there are rituals obviously like um there are there are obvious you know christian rituals but what makes someone actually a christian is the belief and not the ritual right that is the that's kind of their whole thing right (laughs) that's their whole thing um orthopraxy is on the other hand is uh, religion through practice right it's like that that the that the actions you take are as important as religious faith and so there are different schools of thought within the Wiccan community about which should be more important, the orthodoxy versus orthopraxy. Now, I will say those feature those like going for pure orthodoxy do have a challenge that we just don't have a huge list of common beliefs between all Wiccans. Comes down to this. Uh Wiccan beliefs. What makes like what religious features are fundamental to Wicca? Um I argue that the God and Goddess is actually super important. And I know I'm not, I know like that, that is not an opinion held by all Wiccans, <laughs> right? Like, uh, I know that there are Wiccans who only kind of feature the Goddess, but I think that like fundamentally, and this is not a Wiccans have to believe all of these things, but I feel like, um, to be categorized as such, at least within the current definition of Wicca, like the version of Wicca that's existed for the last 40 years, right? Because obviously the religion goes back, well, it depends on how you do the math. What do you consider it when it became Wicca? Is, do we go when to, when Gardner went to 
like when Gardner left New Forest. We talk about when Doreen Valiente entered it. Like it's, what, are we picking some point in the middle? Because those early years of the religion, and again, it wasn't called Wicca until, you know, after any of this, but the early years of the religion are very different than what eventually happened. Um, but arguably, arguably, it's been Wicca for the last 70 years. I'll say that. I'll say 70 years. And last 30 to 40 of those 70s, so arguably, you know, about half the religion, uh, the version of the religion that has really been the, you know, biggest bucket, well, the biggest bucket, the, the, the biggest category of Wiccans, um, of people calling themselves, describing themselves as Wiccans. And obviously this, I'm trying to come up with a general set of, of, of guidelines for the, you know, because like, obviously there's, it's a more like British traditional Wicca is more complicated than Wicca as a general category. Um, and I am not a British traditional Wiccan. So, um, to be Wiccan, um, I believe that uh, the you need to check off enough things off of this list. Uh, you need to believe in a god and goddess, right? The god and goddess. Uh, you need to, um, I think you need to adhere to the reed, or at least try to, or at least acknowledge, like acknowledge the reed. Whether you're going to be a dick anyways, at least acknowledge that Doreen said the shit of, uh, <laughs> and it harm none, do it you will, or do as you will. Um, I always fuck up the wording. Um, the reed, the god and goddess. Um, observing cycles of nature is a fundamental part of your, uh, like, observing the local cycles of nature. Maybe. No. Yeah. Oh. God and goddess, reed. Um, I'm going to say threefold law, even though not all Wiccans follow the threefold law, because the threefold law is some bullshit Monique Wilson uh, came up with. But it's common enough that I think it goes into this category. I just I get to be part of the exceptions on that one. Threefold is bullshit. Um, <laughs> I've talked about that on the show a bunch. Uh, that's just something Monique Wilson made up, literally. But... Uh, so yeah, it's God and Goddess, the Reed, and then I believe that like, because we're talking beliefs, we're just talking beliefs. Um, and the Reed and threefold, and that's really the fundamental religious beliefs of the whole thing, right? Like. I mean, we can go into details about the what what makes something the Wiccan goddess and god, but that's that's it. And I, but there is an orthopraxic element to being a Wiccan, right? Like, almost every tradition requires that you spend a year and a day of study, right? Until you can become a Wiccan, until you self-initiate. Like, you do not become a Wiccan until that self-initiation. That is, and there are people who argue that, like, what makes someone a Wiccan isn't necessarily their belief in the God and Goddess, but, and in fact, that some Wiccans don't have to believe in them as long as they do things that are part of 
practice. But the problem is we don't have universal practices like, um, like the altar. Um, I'll admit it. I have like not done shit for an S bot in a really long time. There's 13 of them and I'm busy and the full moon's at night and I got a day job, man. Um, <laughs> I have hard time keeping track of what day of the week it is. I am, I usually, I notice it's the full moon when I look up and I go, oh shit, full moon. Uh, <laughs> I'm bad about it. I want to be better. I always want to be better about it, but I'm bad about it. So, um, when you get into the the practice is also is is an element. So the orthopraxic elements versus the orthodoxic elements, right? Um, the orthodoxy list is short. The orthopraxic in, involves things like there are though, even though like there aren't like constants across of everything. Um, there are common practices. We have the wheel of the year that um, was assembled like okay so like the wheel of the year is interesting because wiccans do not own any of these holidays right it's the the four celtic fire festivals and then the um the astronomical season changes and i argue that you should be able to modify that but it's the combination of the two isn't and isn't even exclusive to wiccans because if you remember uh nichols came up with that who was a druid with gardner um the, the two of them combined it. But uh, a standard practice would be observation of the wheel of the year. And I say more importantly, the observation of the cycles of nature around you into your practice. I live in a temperate climate where the wheel of the year largely lines up with the actual seasonal changes. So I just stick with the wheel of the year. But if uh, I think a Wiccan who is in another part of the world might consider modifying those dates to match the cycle of the god and goddess with their which is a metaphor it's not literal it's a metaphor but with their local environment <laughs> um obviously the cycle is not literal because southern hemisphere wiccans have everything rotated <sighs> all right um and so, yeah, it's what makes something... So so Wiccans would be um, anyone who, you know... This is gonna... I should make this a whole episode. I'm I'm going down a hole. So in other words, it's the balance of orthodoxy and orthopraxy. And it's... Um, practice alone does not make one someone a Wiccan, but neither does belief alone. Um, it is a combination of those two things. I know that the uh, the rules seem a little loose, but there are core things that make someone a Wiccan, including like the structure of how we cast our spells, um, the uh, the observations of certain holidays, the uh, the the self initiation and or regular initiation um into a group that 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 dedication is big and important because you can believe all you want you don't become a wiccan until you dedicate yourself to it that is that is the one universal that's when you become a wiccan that's when so that's the difference. Um, I would say actually, so yeah, the biggest difference is between uh, Wiccan and other forms of pagan witchcraft is uh, 
a self-dedication or an initiation into Wicca. That's that's the biggest. And then obviously going from there, I am. We are 20 minutes into this damn show and I've only gone through two questions. Oh, I am glad I didn't pick more of these. Oh boy, let's try to go faster. I don't have all day. I've got laundry in the machine. All right, so next question. Subject matter, altars. What is the use components and purpose of an altar? How do you set up an altar for beginners? All right, so uh, this is definitely going to end up being an episode on its own down the line, but I'm just going to give you the short answer, my friend. Um, who cares? No, um, <laughs> altars are, so first off, um, it depends on what kind of witchcraft you're doing because like in, in Wiccan altars, like you got like stuff you want on a Wiccan altar, right? You want representations of like your four basic elements you want, like, and then the fifth spirit, you want like your, your pentagram there and you want a representation of the God, a representation of the goddess. You want to orient a certain way, although people will disagree on whether it should be oriented to the North or to the East to the north is maybe the more common, but I like to the east, all that stuff. That is so tradition-specific, and uh, the purpose of an altar is to have space to do shit. <laughs> Look, there, there's this fancy idea that we all need to like have these dedicated witchcraft spaces that come from the uh, upper-middle-class uh, witches of the mid-20th century who could do things like have dedicated witchcraft rooms and bullshit. I live in a 600-square-foot apartment. Um, I haven't had a permanent altar in over a decade. It's, I set up and work because the idea of having a dedicated space just for witchcraft is just unreasonable in this economy. <laughs> so, um, having an altar is a, a nice thing to do if you have the spot and it gives you a place to focus and do shit, but like magic doesn't become more effective because it's on an altar it's just that it's it's a place to organize and put your shit and then what kind of witchcraft you're doing is going to depend on what you put on that altar all right next one i'm getting these faster all right hi trey i just finished listening through the entire archive of bs free witchcraft and i have a question I know you've mentioned having a generalized you've mentioned having generalized anxiety disorder before. How do you separate mental health from your witchcraft? I have seen several witches talking about things like gut feelings and since I also struggle with anxiety among other things, I can never tell if what I'm feeling is just that or something else. Thanks. Oh yeah, um it's a big old pain. But I think learning to uh therapy. Therapy. I thought about like coming up with some therapy. Therapy is how you do it. Um, I know my anxiety. I have lived with it since childhood. I know when my brain is lying to me at this point because of therapy. And once you uh, develop the ability to recognize what is your anxiety and what isn't, um, that's when you can start listening to gut feelings. Therapy. I just like not a helpful answer, like, but I'm just telling you, I first off, I'm not in your head, I'm not in your house, I'm not in your heart. Like, I I I don't know 
how your anxiety feels. Like, I don't know how your stuff feels, so I can't tell you um, a good answer for that. But uh, if you ever want to figure out how to separate, like, your anxiety from the rest of your shit, sadly, the answer is therapy. There was a, I had a lot of therapy. <laughs> I am unmedicated and functional. I have things are under control thanks to a lot of therapy. <laughs> All right. Um, we're moving. We're moving. So I got through like two questions in the amount of time it took me to answer the first one. Um, all right. Next question um, for the Q&A episode. Hey, I'm a witch who has listened to your podcast since 2021. Um, I have a question about your QAnon new, sa- new Satanic Panic episode. Do you think the current situation with accusing trans people of grooming children is under the same umbrella? Thanks for putting out great content. Um, it's related, so it's the same kind of people. So it transphobia is a lot more widespread than the the QAnon stuff. Obviously, the QAnon people tend to fall into this camp too, but it's not exclusive to them. People who wouldn't fall for the a lot of that conspiratorial stuff are one hundred percent falling into the rhetoric of uh, trans people being um, evil. It's the same stuff that they said about gay people 30 years ago. 40 years ago. Time, man. Um, Yeah. It's so... I don't think it's the same thing. QAnon people are definitely more likely to believe it. However, it's unfortunately far more widespread and has... uh, yeah. That's just garden variety bigotry, my friend. Which is far more common than the conspiratorial thinking of QAnon, sadly. All right. We're, we're cooking. We're cooking with gas. All right. I thought I'd be done with the whole episode by now, and I'm like halfway through the questions. All right. So <laughs> the next question. Um, my question. Secrecy versus inclusion. Um, an oldish former Wiccan turned agnostic turned back solitary witchcraft. Why is secrecy in the craft still a thing? Our modern thought in developed countries is towards intellectual freedom. Um, there's a theosophy thing. Um, let me just, it's a long question. So it's going to say effectively it's, um, yeah, which is like, Look, I could read this whole question. Why is secrecy still a thing? Because it's fun. People want to be part of a mystery religion. People want to feel like they're doing something cool. They want to be one of the cool kids. Gardner was all about being one of the cool kids. Um, and I think that there is... Uh, it It is arguable that 40 years ago it was very much needed for... Um, and definitely in certain parts of the country, I still wouldn't want to tell people openly that I'm a witch immediately because um, they might be someone I can't trust. But I live pretty openly with it. Um, things in 2023, the witchcraft movement has gotten so much larger than it was like 50 years ago that um, that makes a huge difference. So, yeah. And also, like, there's something to be said with um, spiritual beliefs, how sometimes, like, like, I don't talk about my practice on here. I don't talk about what I do. Um, it's not because I think it would be dangerous, but it's 
like there's a lot of focus of the secrecy on danger and i think that like that's an element for a lot of people but i think also it's just that it's like something that it's yours it's it's private it's something intimate that you don't want to share with other people like for me the reason why i don't share a lot of my witchcraft a lot of the specifics is because it feels like such an intimate thing to me that exposing that part of myself is just like i'm not comfortable with that right so that's that's a huge reason for a lot of people even some people for some people they'll say safety but that that is the core fundamental reason why for me though that like i have an immediate like no i want to it's private to me that's why all right next Hi, Trey. I'm a new witch and a little confused about how to get a, stel- a spell started. Am I supposed to smoke cleanse or crystal cleanse or do some sort of pre-spell spell for protection, or can I just sit down and do a spell? I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Thanks for your hard work and dedication. So, uh, good news, bad news. Uh, good news is that there are many ways, and a lot of people just sit down and do a spell, and it's all fine. Um, others, uh, on the other hand, like, I got a whole ritual thing I got to do. <sighs> God, cast my circle. I got to do the circle. I got to do my circle. But um, the bad news is no one's going to tell you how it works for you because um, it all depends on the kind of witchcraft you're practicing. Um, if you're just an eclectic witch who's trying to assemble things off of the shelf um, and piece something together that works for you, that is, you know, different. I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for you. Um, some people will just sit down and do the spell. Um, I have never smoke cleansed a goddamn thing in my life. <laughs> I hate, I get headaches, so I don't smoke cleanse shit. Don't put things in the air. No perfumes, no incense, no various dried bundles of herbs. None of that shit. I'll get a migraine. I am not in a, I am not in a mental state to do magic if I've got a migraine. So, uh, yeah, um, like I do like a clearing of my space and I cast a protective circle, but like. I'm a Wiccan. We do that shit. <laughs> like, I call the four cardinal directions and all that shit, and uh, that's... I'm a Wiccan. <laughs> you might not, but you probably aren't. If you're asking me, you're not. Like, that's the whole thing. Is if you're asking me how to start things off, uh, you're not a Wiccan because Wiccans have it hammered into them how to start this off, and uh, that's part of what we do. Uh, I don't know, man get comfortable where where seat sit yourself comfortably or stand in a comfortable position one or the other like be comfortable that is i don't know man i don't know (laughs) oh crime i don't know uh that was like a not a helpful answer i know but my answer is 
that uh, there is no universal answer. Like, there is no universal philosophy on how to start out your spell because everybody's doing shit differently, and I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what metaphysical models you're operating under, so I can't give you advice based on your perspective. Because that's what I try to do. I try to give people advice based on um, the framework they're working in. Not my framework, but their framework. Because it's not useful to explain to someone, this is how you should do it if you're practicing my faith. <laughs> oh, that's not your faith? Well, I guess, you know. <laughs> I don't, yeah, no, like that's that's some bullshittery. So, all right. Last question of the episode. Final question. All right, here we go. Hi, I have a random question. Is the subject, and this is a long one. Um, so I've been listening to your show, and it's absolutely rekindled the spark. I've been on a Wicca witchcraft hiatus for a good 10 years, haha. But anyway, the question I wanted to ask requires some context. So I live in a tiny island in the Mediterranean where everything follows the Christian church to a point it's suffocating. We have 365 churches and chapels, lol. So I grew up seeing all the hypocrisy of that religion, and I knew that from a very young age it's not for me. And the one thing that bugged me most is when they selectively pick and chose what they want to preach— based on their bias against LGBT plus or women's or any uterine inclined person's health. They just pick stuff out of context and at random. Now with Wicca being a modern religion in so many iterations and your positive encouragement to practice as it best fits the individual, isn't that the same thing though? Are we being selective and picky? I've stayed away from Wicca in the past because of the inclination of cultism, which I tend to believe all religions are. I, I'm, I'm going to fundamentally disagree with that statement, but that's Trey interjecting. But I'll read the rest of the question. But you describe it so freely and individualistic. Sorry I'm rambling a bit. Are we hypocrites? I'm much older now than I was when I first got into Wicca, so I understand the world differently now than then. But there's still so much I don't know and need to learn. Thanks for the show, and sorry if this isn't the correct place to put It's fine. All right, so we talked about this earlier in the episode. Orthodoxy versus orthopraxy. Christianity is in theory um an orth like it's orthodoxy is what Christianity is supposed to be right belief belief is all of it right so when you have a religion that claims to be defined defined by its belief like we're going with Paul here all right defined by its belief when those supposed universal beliefs are not adhered to then you are in theory not following that religion, right? So, like, if you say, you know, if if you define something, if you say this is defined by the fundamental religious beliefs and you don't follow them, then it's hypocrisy. Wicca is not exclusively orthodoxy, first off. It is a combination of orthodoxy and orthopraxy. These two things, I argue, are more are is equally important. There's debate in the community. Um, not everyone agrees with me. Some people think it's just orthopraxy. Some people think it's just the orthodox. But I am not... I, I fall into the camp where to be a Wiccan, it has to be both. Like, you need a degree of the belief and you need a degree of the, the practice. They, these two things together. Like, I think you can be a lapsed Wiccan... But I think that that fundamental initiation and dedication, like, once you do that, you're a Wiccan until you say you're not. 
until you say you're not. That's the, um, because everyone can choose to leave. It's uh, all right. So Christianity, it's it's a it's hypocritical with Christianity when people say that when when people pick and choose because they are in theory they claim they are defined by their beliefs. So if they don't adhere to the if they actually don't have those beliefs, they are arguably not doing the thing they said they were. Right? Wicca is different. Wicca is in part belief but part practice, and um. I think that part of the problem in your question is that you are conflating witchcraft with Wicca. First off, witchcraft is a general umbrella term, and in witchcraft you should be doing what feels comfortable to you because it is a if you if you are claiming to be if you're following Wicca and you want you want to be a witch, that's your goal, and Wicca doesn't fit for you, you can stop being a Wiccan and still be a witch, right? Like witches Many witch, wit, Wicca and witchcraft are not uh, synonymous. It's a square rectangle situations. All squares are rectangles. Not all rectangles are squares. All Wiccans are witches. Not all witches are Wiccan. In fact, most rectangles aren't squares. Um, so we just notice squares the most. Ooh, I like this. I'm going to use this metaphor sometime in the future. Anyways, so first off, witchcraft should be very individualistic. Um, and remember, often on the show, I'm talking about general witchcraft and not exclusively Wicca. So let's just separate those threads. So Wicca, I believe, so Wicca, we're talking about orthodoxy and orthopraxy, and I believe that your tradition, your your practices, your rituals should be individual to you. The, um, the there are differences between traditions, right? About how they observe this, how they observe that. Um, what we're observing and what we're doing, those we share, and we are observing it. And that is the the observation of it is orthopraxic. The exact steps of that of that um, observation are not always the same, and that can change, and that should be individualized. Um, Remember, the actual fundamental religious parts, like the belief parts of God and Goddess, don't be a dick to other people. That's uh, <laughs> Wheaton's Law and the Wiccan Read. Kind of the same thing. Um, and neither one's a universal law. They're just things that we think we should be doing. Like, that's... That's a piece we like the we so you structure your or so that's it that's that's the reason why, um. And when we talk about like and from a from a Wiccan framework, most of the time when we're talking about things you're not comfortable with, like I'm not comfortable doing group rituals. So I don't right like, that's a very individualistic thing for me, um. But. That doesn't like that doesn't become a universal like thing that all Wiccans have to do. Like obviously, many Wiccans like working in groups, right? Like that's where the whole religion started. Uh, so yeah, it's because Christianity. It's it's considered hypocritical within Christianity because when you say you define yourself by the belief alone. That is hypocritical. When you talk about things in a religion that is partially orthopraxic, the ritual and the 
belief. Yeah, like also with Wicca, it's what makes it the Wiccan like the Wiccan God and Goddess and how we view the Wiccan God and Goddess is not universal. There are universal aspects that we although like like and then we say like oh but some people don't believe in both the god and goddess and i think that's um i think those are arguments within our community that we get to have uh so that's that's why it's because one's the orthodoxy versus orthopraxy and it's important that we don't review the way that religions work all the same but when someone says this works this way and then they don't adhere to that that's when it becomes hypocritical and that's why it's hypocritical because when versus like again and we say the best practice to the individual i am usually talking about general witchcraft and not specifically wicca although i am talking about wicca but how i'm talking about it like do you get what i mean like there are rules to be a wiccan Not all witches are Wiccans. So the non-Wiccan witches don't have to follow our rules. In fact, nobody has to follow any rules. Even the stuff that we, like, in our community view as, like, bad shit not to do. Like, cultural appropriation. No one's making you not culturally appropriate. And you don't stop becoming a witch because you culturally appropriate. Like, that stuff. Um... It is, however, something that is not, it's a dick move and a a community that is a positive force in the world does not allow that to thrive within it. We can kick you out of the witchcraft community. We can't kick you out of being a witch. All right. That was about, I, I answered like, most of the questions in the amount of time it took me to answer just the first two. That makes sense. That sounds like me. Some of these are going to get turned into full-length episodes probably down the line um, and expanded on, and that's going to be fun. But, uh, yeah. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of BS3 Witchcraft. Remember, this show exists because of listeners like you and your support, um, especially over on Patreon. For just a dollar a month, you could get episodes like this a whole week early. And uh, I want to give a special thank you to the uh, people at the shout-out tier of Stephanie Graves, Lindsay Dosey, Bruce Norville, Courtney, Amber Schmidt, Claire Dennis, and Caleb Burkowski. And, uh, yeah, um, contributing to the show helps keep me going. So <laughs> consider it. Also, though, just share the show with your friends. Tell the friends about it. Make them watch it, force them, tape them to a chair, stick the headphones on their head, make them listen. Uh, remember that uh, you can always follow the show on social media. I am on a whole bunch of stuff. I am on Tumblr, of course, is my main social media, is always Tumblr, um, T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N.tumblr.com. Um, and you can follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash bs3witchcraft. I'm on TikTok um at t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n um oh yeah and the the patreon earlier was patreon.com slash t-r-a-e-g-o-r-n i forgot to say that out loud most of you listen to the audio version it would have been very unhelpful not to provide you with that um 
Anyways, uh, on other social media, though, so I technically still have a Twitter, which I, who knows how long that's going to stay online, but it's T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N is my Twitter handle. I am also on threads with that same username. I'm figuring out if I'm going to use that or not, but if you use it and you want to follow me, my threads account is T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N. And uh, also, um, I'm on Mastodon, still figuring out if I'm going to use that. And I'm at T-R-A-E-G-O-R-N at Mastodon.social. Um, am I going to keep using any of these random services? I don't know, but I'm on Tumblr for dang sure. Um, remember, the show is a part of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. Um, there are other great shows on there, including Cool and Unusual Punishment, which just came back after a really long hiatus to uh, do effectively an epilogue for the Lugan Build series, which is um, it's true crime, but it's not depressing because nobody got murdered. Uh, it's a white collar true crime in a uh, in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and uh, it's uh, it's a guy a guy who grifted the town. Man, it's a whole thing, and it's really good and you should listen to it um and you can find that at uh nerdandtie.com slash cool and unusual punishment um you can find all of the great podcasts of the nerd and tie podcast network at nerdandtie.com and uh yeah man it's it's a cool place to be i don't know my chickens i have uh i've got to get my laundry out of the washer and into the dryer now so i'm gonna cut the episode off here and I will talk to y'all next month. And remember, magicians, dirt in our fingernails, brick in our hands. <laughs> <laughs>